everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today we're here with Jessie Dover. She is the co-founder and creative director of Dagny Dover. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you guys. Yeah. So we always want to figure out, you know, how did you get to what you're doing right now? Like, mm. what was your personal journey? Like, yeah. tell us where you're from and what brought you here to New York designing these amazing bags. Totally. Um, well, it is a long, it's a long story, um, <laughs> but it's pretty, uh, I took a pretty straight path, actually, um, which is now that I'm in my 30s, I'm realizing that's not as um, typical as I had thought maybe that it was. But um, yeah, I grew up in Colorado in a small town called Steamboat Springs. It's a little tiny ski town that's nestled in the Rocky Mountains. Sounds beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful <laughs> place. It was very disconnected. It's like five hours or three, like three to five hours from any like major city wow. where you can shop or do anything that's like art related or fashion related. <laughs> so I grew up playing a lot of sports, running around outside, skiing every day, snowboarding every day, Whoa, playing awesome. hockey. I know it was just like my parents were like, do all of the sports because that's what there was to do there, winter sports. Um, and so that's how I grew up, kind of disconnected, but also very, um, very in touch with like, I guess, nature and myself. And I was outside most of the time, um, which makes being in New York sometimes a little bit claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I grew up there. Um, I come from, my family is a very interesting mix, actually. So my parents are divorced. They divorced when I was about 11. Um, and that sort of, I, I think that had an impact on um, definitely my career tra trajectory, like in particular, since that's what we're talking about, but also just my life. Um, my, my dad is a contractor and developer, um, and he built beautiful custom homes for people who went to Steamboat on vacation, mm -hmm. um, which was how I was so lucky to grow up there. And then my mom was a librarian um, and still is a librarian and a teacher. And um, so I kind of had like this interesting mix of um, like super liberal, educational, like socialist type of m mom. Mm -hmm. And then my dad was very entrepreneurial, mm -hmm. super creative, a builder at heart. Um, and so I was influenced a lot by both of them. And then my dad's family, my dad is second generation um, in sort of a weird way. So my grandpa's from Greece. Nice. And then my grandma um, is like fourth or fifth generation Texan. So it was like this Greek <laughs> man comes to the U.S. and like marries Very this like... Texan woman that's like <laughs> like super western down home grew up on a farm um and so that dynamic was really interesting I think too and kind of influenced the um but in particular my dad's side of the family to be super entrepreneurial mm -hmm. and they're all about like building things and creating wealth and creating um I don't know creating something like a legacy to leave behind and then um my mom's side of the family are all from Denver, um, and actually my grandparents are from Chicago, so they've been in the United States for, um, I would say, I think three or four generations, so um, anyways, that's kind of where I come from, mm -hmm. and once I got into high school, I started to kind of be like, do I really want to be a ski racer, uh, because I, I played soccer <laughs> and I ski race, and like those were my big sports, and I was um, lucky enough to be blessed that, and I was very, I was very good at them. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I sort of realized at that age that just because you're good at something doesn't necessarily mean you need to do it if yeah, you for don't the rest want. Of your life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think I had a lot of pressure from like the people around me because everybody's there is like so enthusiastic about 
sports in mm-hmm. general. And I think, I mean, most of the U.S. is like that. But I came from like an incredibly like rich sports background and people are like super excited about it. So Anyways, how did you decide yes. you didn't want to do sports? I was... I remember like walking off the soccer field when we lose and I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, where are we going out? What are we doing tonight? And my <laughs> friends would be like devastated that we lost mm-hmm. and it would take them like a few days to get over it. And I was like, I just didn't care. I'm not competitive. <laughs> I love like games and I love playing and I love engaging with people um, and I love being active, but I didn't, you didn't take like the losses personally. I didn't. And I just didn't feel passionate about it. Like mm-hmm. if it was, <laughs> this might sound silly, but if it was like spring break, it, this happened every year, there was spring break right in the middle of soccer season. And I was like, I'm not, not taking my spring break. Yeah. I love traveling. That's like <laughs> one of my passions. So every year I'd have to miss a game over spring break and I'd get like docked a couple games and everyone would be pissed at me. Um, and I remember just being like, no, you don't get it. Like I want to be here because I know that you guys need me, but I don't, but I want to live my sort life. Of like, yeah. I want to live my life. This is not what my life is going to be. Um, and so that's when I started to realize, whoa, there's more out there. And then my aunt, um, Lori, on my mom's side, she's from Denver. She was like, why don't you take a look at these? Because she knew I was kind of getting into the arts um, and was interested in design. So How did handed- you find like your interest in design if you were so focused on like outdoor activities and sports? Like, How did you like even get that initial itch? I grew up watching my dad build homes Mm -hmm. and I had always found that to be really not even necessarily interesting, but a beautiful craft and a beautiful way to spend your time. Mm -hmm. And so I would help him. um, And I would also I just naturally was like if any if I had any free time inclined to like create something. Mm -hmm. Um, I love beauty. That's when I got into fashion. Naturally, like no access to fashion in Steamboat, (laughs) but like I had magazines. And at that point, the Internet was like not really existent. Um, But I did anything I could to get my hands on like any sort of creative journal or magazine. Um, And I think that you know, the other thing is in school, I, I like I loved art. I loved the freedom of that period mm-hmm. and that I could do whatever I want. We got one prompt and you could come up with a creative solution around how to solve the problem. Um, and for me, like having that freedom and time to really think about, OK, like what's the most interesting way to solve this or to create this mm-hmm. was something that um, it just lit me up. Amazing. Yeah. So you're aunt recognized that you were into the arts yes yeah um and so she gave me two like pamphlets (laughs) (laughs) I think they were like brochures one of them was for Parsons School of Design and the other one was for RISD and I remember being like "Ooh, what are these I had no idea I was like so sheltered in this little bubble and um so I went online because I worked at the library for my mom at that time (laughs) And um, I work, I went online on the library computer and I looked them both up and I was like, oh, my God, these are so cool. I had no idea that that existed. So I went um, I went home and I just started like cranking on a portfolio. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. But um, one of the things that I like to do is like if I don't know how to do something, I'm just like, whatever, like, let's try it and see how it comes out, um, which like you know sometimes bites me in the butt but like yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, it is um and so I did I created a portfolio and it was like a fashion focused portfolio fashion fine art anything I could like I felt like I could 
create that would be like of somewhat good quality. I wasn't fantastic at sewing, but I did my best. Mm -hmm. Most of it, to be honest, was uh, fashion drawings. And um, yeah, so that's that's like how I created it. And a lot of like the and I, I don't know. I know you guys went to gem uh, gem gem what is school. It called? Yeah. Gem school. Such a cool name. GIA. Gem school. Yes, GIA. That's right. Um, so in fashion school, they'll they have a prompt like for your portfolio submission that's like submit you know five drawings like 10 paintings whatever it is um every school is different and so I just kind of like followed those outlines and and submitted my portfolio uh and ended up getting into the summer program at both schools I decided to go to RISD and that just completely changed my life I took my junior year summer off and um went to Rhode Island and that's when I started studying fashion and I was like whoa this this is it for me. This is it. Wow. Yeah. You can get an incredible education at both, but Parsons felt like the right one for me and what I wanted to do. And that's where you ended up for college. Yes, exactly. I did my undergrad um, bachelor's degree at Parsons. I have a bachelor's degree in fine arts with a focus on product design and uh, fashion. Awesome. Yeah. And so after or while you were at Parsons, did you know that you wanted to get into like accessories or what what were some of like did you have internships that really I helped did. you decide the direction you want to go into I was a hustler I think I'm a hustler at heart and so I did as much as I possibly could mm-hmm. I got and as you're many. in New York so you have like yes endless opportunities. endless opportunity yeah. which is so cool so like every semester I was applying for everything that I thought sounded somewhat interesting which mm-hmm. was like Armani Exchange Gap um who else was there? Um, I don't know. All, like tons of different designers. There's so many designers in New York. And I took a different internship every semester. And what did you do for these designers? I was uh, anything, honestly. Some places I was an assistant. I was acting as an assistant designer because a lot of design houses are very small. Um, there's not a lot of people that work there. Oftentimes a lot like they're very overworked and understaffed. And so um, I would kind of pop in and just help them with whatever they needed in terms of design. Some places I was like your typical intern getting coffee and organizing files. Mm -hmm. Um, But really for me, what I learned during that time was, A, what type of business I wanted to work for and eventually wanted to run. Mm -hmm. Um, B, what it's like in the retail industry um, in terms of business and also company culture, like what's important to me what do I want to be a part of? And and what I learned was that I really love, I love small, like I love small companies. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like, like being in like a huge corporation. I don't do well in corporate Me environments. No. <laughs> I fail yeah. big time in those. <laughs> um, which also probably a funny conversation, but we can have that one later. Um, yeah. So that's what I learned. I did. I enjoyed my corporate experience. I think it taught me a lot about organization. Um, and like, uh, I think people structures and I just sort of like soaked everything up. Some were bad experiences, some were fantastic. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think at smaller companies, your voice matters like a little bit more yeah. and then you can kind of be a little bit more hands-on and learn quicker. Yes. Totally. yeah. That's why I think I, I also thrive in like a smaller, like yeah. collaborative environment. Whereas in a lot of corporate environments, it's like this is your one responsibility and you're kind of a machine to do like the same exactly. thing over and over again. Yes, which I like will literally go insane. And, and my mind just gets like 
I just can't focus on it then. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like, am I going to do this forever? Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing that happens in big corporate cultures, which not, it does not happen in every company. I just want to say that, but it can like the social, um, drama. Yeah. Yeah. can become like sort of out of control. And, and I'm not, I will say I'm also not very like politically driven. I'm not good at like pleasing the right people and like finding some people thrive in like climbing the corporate ladder and it's just not for some other people exactly and and so I found that that wasn't for me um and I loved working at the smaller companies even though I was like totally up all night at a lot of them just like working Working so hard yeah um but I liked that because I love I honestly love to work um (laughs) and that's kind of well I love to work if you like see like the results of your hard labor yes totally (laughs) so what was your first job out of Parsons my first job uh I took designing well actually one more important thing that I actually want to tell you about um that time of my life that impacted um this part of my life heavily and and I think contributed to my success in the handbag industry is that I won a design award at coach so part of me just like hustling was like oh coach is doing this competition for students that they do every year and was this your senior year it was my senior year and I was sort of sweating I was like where am I gonna work like my parents were not like gonna help me yeah (laughs) so I was like I need a job immediately and so I decided to submit my project to the competition and I ended up winning. What was the competition? It was the coach design accessories competition. And basically what it entailed was designing your own bag collection um, that fit underneath the coach brand aesthetic. How how many pieces would be in the collection? It was about seven to 10 pieces. And um, the award, if you won, was to get an internship there um, and basically go in and create the collection that you had um, designed, which is like unheard of. I don't even know if that happens anymore, anywhere. It was so cool. (laughs) I was just like in heaven, honestly. That is like an incredible opportunity. It was huge for me. And I didn't know at the time I was just like, Oh, handbags, like that could be interesting. How long did it take you to like prepare that collection for the competition? I think it took me about three weeks. Mm. Um, that's not that long. No, it was, (laughs) it was like all day and all night working on it, working on it. And honestly, I will say it was also sort of like a, a moment where I realized that I needed to be strategic um, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of designers. Parsons now has like quadrupled in size from what it was when I was there. Mm-hmm. And I knew that like I was just in this pool of like all these creative people and I had to do something to set myself apart from them. And in, in addition to like just like hustle and be a part of all the big things. So basically what happened was it was during finals and I was like, I know that I can do that and I'm going to be like competing against probably half if not less of the people that would have done it anyway so I was like I'm going to do it I did it I ended up winning um I still feel very proud of that win but I do also think it was like a moment where I just kind of was like set your collection apart from others I just did what I felt that I should do I like did me and that was all I knew at that time and um they liked it so that's amazing I I yeah it was like Nothing crazy, but I loved it. Like, I loved it. And when I submitted it, I knew, like, people will buy this because that's also important to me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so that was a big part of that part of my life as well. So you got the internship. So I got the internship. I went there. I created the bags. I still have them in my closet. (laughs) And um, then I ended up taking my first job at a shoe brand in New York City um, designing footwear because it was a moment in my life where I was like, I need to transition from school into the working world and 
I basically took whatever job paid me the most, yeah. which was, you know, a difference of like $5,000. Were you particularly passionate about accessories more than like actual like ready to wear garments? I liked I liked both. Well, yeah. I think the opportunities that came up for me happened to be in accessories. And I don't know if that was like the universe being like, you need to like go in this direction. Yeah. Or if I like subconsciously was was kind of applying to those things, but I didn't think of it at the time. Um, what what ultimately attracted to me them to them that didn't attract me to clothing is that it's more sculptural to create an accessory. It's like not necessarily dependent on body type. You have yeah. a lot less limitation in terms of like um, those types of things. It's not as soft. It's a little bit of more of like an architectural, like yeah. hard thing. Mm-hmm. And what I love about bags in particular and footwear as well is that it's utilitarian. You wear it every day. It's similar to what you guys do. It's mm-hmm. like you have to create a product product that will withstand the test of time, but also everyday wear. And, and can me, go exciting. with like everything that you're wearing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. That and that's why I think like time. investing in like except I always like to invest in like my accessories. Yeah. More so than like my clothing. Same. Yeah. Same. Tell me a little yes. bit more about Dagny Dover. How long did how long ago did you start it? How did that come to fruition? It is so wildly successful and amazing, <laughs> and I want to hear all about it. Cool. <laughs> I can tell you all about it. So Dagny started, uh, I actually worked that job um, that I was just telling you about in the footwear shoot, for about a year, mm-hmm. and then I started Dagny. So it was very right quick. Right after. Yeah, I was like, this isn't for me. I want to start my business. Mm-hmm. I happened to meet my partners at that time as well. Um, so maybe I'll just start there. So I'm working. I'm like, I don't like this. I start taking on freelance work because I'm like, I need to like be free a little bit here and center myself and figure out kind of what my next move is mm-hmm. here. And at that same time, uh, I got a ping, an email from my partner now, Melissa, that was like, hey, I saw your stuff at coach I think it's really rad you seem super talented come get a coffee with me I go to get a coffee with her at Oast Cafe in the East Village which is not there anymore but I just recently learned that it is in Williamsburg so if anybody (laughs) misses it you can go there um and we just grabbed a coffee and we like hit it off we were like both I think we were both just like very excitable super entrepreneurial she had an idea if anybody has an idea I'm like I'm right there with you like ready to like figure out how to get it done like I love doing that so and then basically the first thing we did was um Deepa and I we hopped on a plane we went to Asia we basically had like pooled all of our resources found a bunch of factories visited all of them We're like this is what we want to do tell us if you'll help us if not don't waste our time we'll go yeah. to the next one uh eventually we found a factory um a Korean-owned company in Vietnam who was super excited about our idea um and did I- you guys all have like a cohesive vision on like this functional yes. kind of bag. Yeah, we did. We want like the real issue that we were trying to solve was the problem that we were all having, which was we're working women. We needed bags that worked for us and we wanted something that was cool. Yeah. Obviously, like we're early 20s at this yeah. time, like nothing with like logos all over yeah. it, um something clean and as you said before, something that will accent your outfit no matter what style you have. Um so we set out with like the mission to solve women's handbag problems. Like, you know, when you get home at like 1am after like drinks with coworkers and you can't find your keys and Ugh. you end up having to like Every dump your stuff on the floor. That is like my issue. <laughs> I'm like, 
oh, I don't want to get to my door because I have to like open my whole bag I and like know. get my keys. <laughs> it's like a moment of dread, yeah. but all those little emotional moments yes. of like, where's my stuff? stuff? Yeah. Or like get to work and I forgot my water bottle, which is like not a big deal, but it's like those little moments really add up and they distract you from what you're here to do. And so our goal was to create a solution for all of those little moments. So like you have your bag, everything stays in it. It's where it needs to be. It's protected. Your computer's sleeve is padded your water bottle sleeve is insulated and waterproof and um your keys are on a leash like there's a ton of little pockets and compartments but basically a tool that works for you as like your personal assistant so in the morning you pick it up you go you know everything's inside of it and then when you come home um you you know you have your keys where you need them yeah all that good stuff so that's amazing so how did you get um your first customers to even pre-purchase your bags we, we just, it spread via word of mouth through our focus groups and our surveys. We told all of our friends, we told all of our families, we literally told everyone we knew, like we were walking, talking, like brand spokespeople at that time. Um, but we didn't do anything paid, like no paid marketing. Um, we posted on Instagram all the time about our journey so people could kind of follow along. Um, and Facebook of course. And, and we had started sending emails, but we had like nobody on our email (laughs) list, obviously. So, um, and did you start with like one bag or like a small collection? We started with two bags, Mm -hmm. which we felt were the perfect system for work. Um, it was a tote which is now on our website as the Legend Tote and the Clutch Wallet, which is also still up there on our site, our OGs. Um, but basically the tote was meant for like everyday workwear. Um, you can fit your workout stuff in there too. So it's meant to go from like 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then the Clutch Wallet is like a wallet-clutch combination that also doubles as a crossbody. Um, so if you have to go out to Perfect. lunch yeah. or out to dinner and you don't want to bring your tote, you grab that out um, and take it with you. And so we sold those two products for a very long time. Actually, I don't know, maybe a couple of years. Um, and those were kind of and still are um a big part of our business today mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's that's kind of like how that's those two bags are how we started the entire business and and how- amazing and what are some like exciting things we can look out for for Dagging Dover in the near future? We are launching our first flagship store in New York City, which I'm very oh. excited about this spring. So is this your first like physical retail? We have a pop-up open right now in New yeah. York and we've had it open for actually a year because we <laughs> opened it last holiday and we were like, whoa, this is awesome and it's doing really well. So we decided to keep it open. The landlords were kind enough to let us stay there and we've been looking for a permanent location ever since. We mm-hmm. finally found our dream spot that... So we always ask all of our guests, yeah. what is your spark? Like what is that mm. fire inside you that, you know, keeps you going and is kind of like your motivation and hustle? Yes. Uh, well, I'm here to create. I'm a creator at heart. I love to build things. I love to make, I mean, I love to make anything. I'm a problem solver. Um, but really, really what drives me is helping people. Like I like that I can have a moment with every one of my customers in their everyday life where they're having like how cool is it when you walk down the street and you see someone wearing a Dagny Dover bag it's so exciting because they're all over the place (laughs) so weird sometimes I I forget because I go like from my office to like my home um and that's like my life and my gym but I it's wonderful it's a really like heartwarming moment every time just because We've worked so hard mm-hmm. to get here. And also just to have an opportunity to like show up in someone's everyday life is really special. Um, so 
we always gift all of our guests a little spark <gasps> no ring, way. which is just your everyday oh God, reminder you so much. of, you know, your hustle, keep going, it. you know, even oh when, thank you. and if you need a specific it's a pinky s- ring, cause I have big fat fingers. If you need a specific size, we'll send, we'll, <laughs> it's beautiful. we'll send it to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so we always ask everyone to bring a special piece of jewelry that may have yeah. some sentimental meaning to them. Yes. So did you bring a piece? I did. They're in my ears actually. They're your, are those are the earrings? Thing. These are the Your ones. first earrings that you got These with your ears pierced? That's awesome. Yeah. Now you have a world of opportunity for new yeah. earrings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a whole new world and I'm very excited to explore it. And I know you said that you like kind of like chunkier, like kind of like masculine, cool jewelry. So I just want to show you like a piece (gasps) from our collection, which is like our cigar. Oh, I love this. I love it. I love it. I love it. So it's it kind of reminds me my (gasps) when I was growing up, my dad would like smoke these Cuban cigars and they had like the little um, paper around it and I would put them on my finger and pretend they were rings. Yeah. So <laughs> this kind of is like a little bit of an homage to that. But I think it's so cool because like you don't have to only have diamonds and jewelry if it's right. bridal, right? Right. You can That's I think a good point. more and more, especially with our collection, we're selling to like women buying for themselves, yeah. marking like special moments in their personal lives. Like yeah. I know a bunch of people who get like promotions will buy themselves totally. like a nice piece of jewelry and then yeah. you can kind of have that forever. Totally. Yeah. I'm like so into that. And I love that jewelry. Like when I was um, first talking to you guys, I, I started going down this rabbit hole of like, oh, what does jewelry mean to me? And mm-hmm. um, I think that for me, it means again, like my earrings, and you said like a million different things Thanks. at any time. Um, and it's a great like signifier of like a moment that you want to remember, remember. or a concept that you want to remember. So I totally agree. They don't have, they don't have to have like diamonds in them. I love a cigar ring <laughs> just because like, I think, I don't know. I'm very fascinated about things that can go, um, both masculine and, and feminine, feminine yeah. and like mm-hmm. work with anything. Obviously we've had this conversation a few times today, but I think, um, this is just like incredibly beautiful and I love the simplicity of the diamond kind of. Inside. So we're looking forward to Dagny Dover's flagship store yeah. coming this spring mm-hmm. in Soho. I'm excited to visit it and tell everyone where they can follow the brand, mm-hmm. see, um, you know, what's new, what to look out for, totally. follow you. Mm-hmm. So you can find us at dagnedover.com, D-A-G-N-E-D-O-V-E-R. Wait, also, I just have a question. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? Oh, good question. <laughs> um, Dagny means new dawn and Dover is my last name. Uh-huh. So we have three co-founders. We like went through this whole like very long drawn out process of like, how are we going to name this brand? What's yeah. it going to be? Um, we didn't want it to be just my name as the designer because it felt like non-inclusive. Mm-hmm. We didn't want it to just be something random. Um, we all love the name Dagny and we love the meaning behind it. So we, when we new started, dawn. we were like, this is a new dawn for handbags. We're resetting the status quo. Um, and so that's how Dagny Dover was born. That's so cool. I yeah. was like, I need to ask that question. I know. So <laughs> follow at Dagny Dover. Yeah. Um, at Dagny Dover on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I'm Jesse Dover. If you want to follow me, it's J-E-S-S-Y-D-O-V-E-R on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and if you guys want to see all the beautiful jewelry we were looking at today, mm-hmm. follow our YouTube channel. We're at The Clear Cut. And of course, on Instagram at The Clear Cut. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next week.